Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go with our Queensland Rolling Origin team heading into the 2021 series. Name on New South Wales side the other day. Uh, got really positive reviews. A lot of people seem to enjoy the team. A lot of people were surprised I didn't go Victor Radley. But um, as much as people think I have favourites or I do this or I do that and I hate this team, I love this team, blah, blah, blah. I pick off form. I pick off what I see right now. I think Isaiah Yo is going better than Victor Radley. Um, that surprised a few people. But uh, I think if you open your eyes and realise I'm pretty honest. I'm 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 pretty fair in my opinion. So I would have left Victor Radley out. And this Queensland Origin team, I sort of I didn't name it the other day because I sort of thought it picked itself. I kind of said this a few times, uh, but there are a couple of positions that I find really interesting. There's a couple of changes that people want to see um, that I'm not overly keen on, like mainly around the fullback jersey. Uh, and I'll get into that now. Now my my fullback, I would go with Kalen Ponga. I know a lot of people are suggesting. They want to see Val Holmes or they want to see AJ Brimson. I just think Ponga, whenever he has played Origin, he's been really impressive. Um, is he the sort of guy that is owning the big stages at club level? Probably not at the moment, no. But I just think Kalen Ponga has just got something about him, and I would always trust him in the Origin arena. I think he's going to be a real Origin player. Uh, he's a year older now. I, I just think you'd be silly not to go with KP. I don't understand where else you would pick him, and I think you'd be crazy to leave him out of this side. If I was... Oh, sorry, if I was. I am a New South Wales fan, and if the Queensland Origin team didn't feature Kalen Ponga, I would be absolutely stoked. So for me, I think he has to be at fullback. He's just got a little bit of X factor. They've got that really strong left edge where you'll probably see Gagai and Val Holmes playing out on that side. Um, you'll probably see David Fafita playing on left edge too. So I just think KP is going to have so much to work with there. And, you know, I, I, I talk about guys... Um, using their players properly. And I mean, out on that left side, you're going to have David Fafita with Cameron Munster 
and with Kale and Ponga. I mean, the sort of damage that they can cause out there and the different shapes they can throw at New South Wales, now that you have got these two ball players and a guy like Dave Fafita out there, I think it's going to be extremely, extremely dangerous. And I think KP is the man for that. The, man, the way that he's able to skip around numbers um, and then hit short or hit out the back, I just think it's going to be so lethal. What he does for Newcastle, and it's not really a star-studded edge, let's be perfectly honest here. Kale and Ponga makes it. So origin level, I think he's going to be really good this year. I think that a lot of people bagging him are going to have a bit of egg on their face. On the wings, uh, I've gone with the Cowboys, Val Holmes. He's been playing lights out footy up there at the Cowboys. He's been really impressive. A guy that I've always thought is a better winger than he is fullback. Um, I still stand by that for now. He very quickly is moving the needle back to being a superstar fullback in our game. He's been unbelievable the last few weeks. I just think his kick returns and whatnot and his awareness, I think, is sensational. Uh, people tell me he's got bad hands because he dropped a couple of balls in game three or whatever it was last year. Uh, look, everyone has those nights. Val Holmes had one that evening. I have no doubt he will do a good job for Queensland. He has in the past. He's had some unbelievable games out on the wing. And I mean, as I always say, you know, with, with, with these wingers, just because you pick them out on the wing doesn't mean they have to sit out there the entire game. Yeah, you can let Val... If I had this Queensland side, I'd be giving Val a bit of a license, yeah, to roam around, jump in and around, maybe jump into fullback occasionally, depending on what's doing. I think they've got a lot of options there. So Val Holmes, he would be on my left wing. On the right wing, I've gone for the Brisbane Broncos, apparently soon to be Melbourne Storm player, Xavier Coates, the X-Man. Uh, love the way that this guy plays. He is just a specialist finisher. Um, I've heard a lot of people compare him to like Greg Inglis and whatnot. I don't quite see those, but you can see that this kid, he's got something special. And I think in this Origin game, he will be a special for first try score. He'll be a guy that you should be all over. He just... He's just no stranger to the try line. He just finishes half opportunities. He's fantastic in the air as well. I remember when we saw him debut against Cronulla, I believe it was, at Shark Park for the Broncos. Um, I believe it was Brody Croft put, put up a couple of pinpoint kicks and coats. He just rose above and come down with a pill just about every time. So Val Holmes and Xavier Coates, they would be my wingers in this side. The centers is where it got interesting. Uh, left center to partner Val Holmes. Uh, I think this guy picks himself. I think he's one of, and you know, pe- people will probably scoff when I say it, but I genuinely think he's one of the best origin players we've ever seen, Dane Gagai. He never puts on a Queensland jersey and doesn't perform. He is simply unbelievable. Origin Gags, we've been calling him for a long time, and I know that he doesn't like that name because uh, it sort of indicates that he doesn't perform as well as, at club level, which... I mean, the harsh reality is he probably doesn't. Whenever he pulls on a Queensland jersey, he just goes to another level, which I think is a compliment to him. Uh, But I understand the negative side of it. I just think Gagai, as far as origin goes, he has been unbelievable the last few years. He is just about always in the top five or six players on the field. And that might not sound like much, but when you're picking 34 of the best Australian players to play three games a year that they all get up for, they all have their eyes on, for him to constantly perform. And let's be honest here, the last few years... I mean, the, the New South Wales Blues have been the favourites. Last year, Queensland, I mean, look how many guys are missing. Gagai, he stood up. He was unbelievable. So I think he has to be on the left edge playing centre. I think that's going to be really dangerous. Right centre. This is the one that I thought was really interesting. And look, I, I would probably end up going with the safe option. I would probably go Kurt Capewell, uh, Branko Lee. He hasn't probably played enough footy this year to jump into the Origin arena. I would probably have to go Kurt Capewell. The other guys I was looking at, Philip Sami is another one that I would consider at right centre there. Um, it's a big task in, in defence, though. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Sami, but it would be a big test. It's sort of playing a little bit out of position for him as well. The other guy 
that is a huge bolter. I don't think he will be there, but I'll tell you what, if he has a big three or four weeks leading into origin, it could be someone that they consider is Sebastian Chris out of the Canberra Raiders. I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time. Sort of fell off the radar a little bit last year or the year before. I think they actually had to convince him not to retire, essentially. I don't see Sebastian Chris playing origin, but he's a guy that I wrote down sort of as an option with the question mark next to him. I just wonder if in the modern game, it's a bit of a, you know, two steps forward, one steps backwards, picking sort of a second rower at center. Uh, the way the game is played now, I think you do want explosive centers. You want pure centers. And I'm not saying Sebastian Chris uh, fits exactly into that category, but he's definitely more so there than Kurt Cable. But for me, I would go the experience of Kurt Cable. I would pick him just to do a defensive job. He's going to have a pretty big task in that game, likely coming up against Latrell Mitchell if he's playing right center, marking Latrell, marking jo- Josh Adokar. So I think I would go Capewell. Chris Chris is another option. Sammy's another option. But I think Cape, well, he would be the pick for me. you just got to back in the experience there. He's got a really... Whoever plays right centre has got a really tough task ahead of them for Queensland. Six, Cameron Munster picks himself. Uh, one of the best players in our game. Sort of sort of been a little bit quiet leading up to this Origin Series this year. And look, that's who Munster is. I think you just got to accept that he's one of those guys when the big moments come, Munster will stand up. We saw it in Origin last year. I've been talking about it for a long time. I said it all last year when he was sort of hot and cold with form, would have little flashes of brilliance. And I said, look, this guy, he is too good. He is waiting for the big stages. He's going to do something special at the end of the year. He played through the entire final series on one leg. Uh, they won the premiership. He then went and played for Queensland, hung over his balls, got taken out in, early in game two. They lose by 30, comes back in game three and plays one of the best origin games we've ever seen from an individual. Sets up one of the greatest origin tries I think I've ever seen when he got the ball down the edge. I think he kicked it three times in about 15 seconds, once on zero tackle to find the boys out there and it's one of those kicks. It was literally too good for Edric and Branko. There was too much space there. We spoke to Branko Lee about that moment. But Munster, he was unreal in that game. And I also, you know, I've said it a number of times and people always forget, when he played fullback in game three the year before, the Blues won. James Tedesco scores a try on the bell. I was at that game. I've never been more nervous about a footballer every time he got the ball than Cameron Munster that night. He was unbelievable. He's got that rare ability to be able to run around you, step around you, beat with a pass, beat with a kick. Or if you're in front of him and he wants to run over the top of you, he can, Cam Munster. An absolute freak of a footballer. He has to be the six. When we were talking to Tony Durkin the other day, obviously a guy that's been around Queensland Rugby League for a long time. And don't jump on your high horses and blow up at me. Don't, you know, lose your head at this. But the way that he described Wally Lewis... Very similar to the way that I feel about Cameron Munster, that he waits for the biggest stages. He delivers on the big stages. He might look like he's sort of cruising at club level. When he gets to Origin, when he gets to the Kangaroos, when he gets to finals footy, I have no doubt that Cameron Munster will be one of the best players on the field. He would be my six, and he's the main guy I'm worried about as a New South Wales fan. The seven and the skipper, DCE. Uh, I don't think you could pick anyone else here. Sam Walker's obviously playing lights-out footy at the moment, but... It's obviously too early for him to play Origin. I think they've watched New South Wales do this too much, and they just understand Origin that you don't do this with kids. Uh, So Daly Cherry Evan, he will be the halfback. Hasn't seen his best footy this year while he's been playing at the Manly Seagulls. Since Tom Trevojevic returned, I think we've once again seen a better DCE, uh, and I have no doubt that in the Origin arena he will perform. He's the best option for them at seven, and you know, I still think he's a brilliant player. I still think he's a brilliant rep player. And I think, you know, I, I sort of called after they lost to Tonga. I sort of said, will this be his last game for the Kangaroos? And look, it actually might be because of COVID and they didn't get to play for the Kangaroos last year. And potentially by the end of this season, Nathan Cleary could take his seven jersey. So potentially I could be right. 
but I've never been more wrong at the same time, yeah, because DCE, he definitely deserved to be the Kangaroos 7 last year. He would have been the halfback for the Australian Kangaroos for me last year. So DCE, he picks himself here again. He'll be the skipper. He'll be a fantastic leader. We get into the engine room now. And up front, I think these two guys picked themselves. One guy last year, I thought he was unbelievable for Queensland. He was simply incredible. He was unbelievable for the Melbourne Storm as well. He was one of the... Um, one of the key pieces in their premiership victory, one of the one of the really underappreciated and underrated players in our competition. He started to get more appreciated now, but it is Christian Welsh. I think he's right up there with the best front rowers in the game. Calls himself the White Rhino because uh, he's one of those sort of dying breeds. And I have a podcast with the Rugby League Lounge that I believe came out last night where I spoke about front rowers and how, and second rowers as well, how that sort of, that consistent, just get your eight metres, just, just hold the ball, get your metres, get your play the ball, sort of front rower and second rower, sort of going out of the game a little bit. We're looking for more explosive athlete, athletes. And Christian Welsh, he's still that old school sort of footballer. He has got a really handy offload in him, but he's closer to that old school than new school sort of front rower. But I think he's doing a sensational d- job, Christian Welsh. I've been very impressed with him. The other man in the front row is the guy that came back to first grade last week, uh, was dropped out of the Canberra Raiders team last week, a big blob on social media with his wife and whatnot, Ricky Stewart. He wanted to make a statement. And look, Ricky Stewart said we want to see the old Papali back and you know we haven't seen him for a number of weeks in first grade he's been very well, we've seen him play but we haven't seen the real Josh Papali that we know and love and look I sort of said you know what this guy he has done so much over the last two years it's not even funny when it comes to final series a grand final origin series kangaroos he has done it all and he has always performed in the biggest moments on the biggest stages Josh Papali and I think last weekend we saw the very best of Papali one of my best mates is a Canberra Raiders friend and as soon as I started watching that game, I watched the first 20 minutes. I texted him. I said, mate, Papa's back. He is looking sensational. I thought he was unreal on the weekend. So Joshua Parley, I would definitely pick him in my front row for this Queensland team. And another guy that as a New South Wales fan, I really do fear what Papali's able to do, especially close to the line with Harry Grant now. It could be absolutely anything. He's going to be so damaging in origin. And it might be good for Joshua Papali to get away from this Canberra Raiders camp for a, number, for a couple of weeks. Might be good for a few of these blokes. In the second row, on the left edge, I've already said that I would obviously have Munster at 5'8", I'd have KP at fullback, I'd have Gagai at centre, I'd have Val Holmes on the wing. It is a lethal left edge that Queensland are going to have. Obviously on KP's good side as well. He's unbelievable down that side. The second rower... And the cherry on top of the cake is, of course, David Fafita. He has been so damaging this year, it's ridiculous. I have been critical of him fading out of games at times, which I don't think you could possibly push back on. It has been disappointing at times. But I really do think this guy, he will perform in the Origin Arena. I think he will be a huge worry for the New South Wales Blues. And, I mean, when you've got the most damaging ball runner in the game on that edge and you've got KP floating around him, you've got Cameron Munster. What it does, it just pulls your eyes elsewhere. It means that you have to keep an eye on David Fafita, which means that you're not watching Munster. You're not watching Ponga as closely as what you probably should. It's going to be so damaging. I love David Fafita. I love the ability that he has. And the thing that I love about Fafita is that Whilst he is so damaging with the ball, I honestly think this guy is almost more damaging without it. He runs a brilliant decoy. He just draws in eyes. He makes you shift in towards him. And if you if you create your shape properly, which is the only worry I have with Paul Green, he hasn't always impressed me as far as shape and structures go. I just hope that he sort of lets these guys go and play footy. If he does let them, I think it could be anything with David Fafita there. I mean, we've seen what he can do with the ball. I think without it, he's even more damaging, as I've said. So that left 
edge. That had sort of been my game plan for Queensland. As I sort of said, you head to the right side, you swing back, you just give these guys time and space. I think it will be extremely lethal. You're obviously going to have Tom Travojevic at right centre. A uh, very good defensive player, but he is playing in a position that he hasn't played much of. So it would be something that they'd be trying to take advantage of. But... Geez, getting the better of Tommy Turbo, it's going to be very difficult. But I have no doubt that this left edge, they'll be able to unlock something there because they are just... <laughs> the, the the talent on this left edge is actually unreal. I'm very scared of it. As a New South Wales fan, it worries me greatly. On the right edge, another underappreciated guy out of the Melbourne Storm is Felice Gafusi. Uh, he has just been consistent as all hell for just so long down there. And I think he comes straight to this side. He'd do really well. Obviously, on the right edge, you'll see a lot of their work going to the left side. So, But it means that when they do go to the left, he's going to be critical on the right. He's going to be the man that gets them to that tran line, sets the platform, gets the play ball, and lets them swing it out. So he's going to be... Cr- a critical piece of their shape and where they end up going. Uh, in defense, I love him. He's a sensational player. I know um, talking to Branko Lee last year, talking about origin and talking about for the Melbourne Storm, there's no one that he would want inside him more than Felice Gafuzi. He's just an animal. He just goes into the contest and he goes at it. Obviously a brilliant hole runner as well, so he offers a lot, Felice Gafuzi. He's obviously picks himself in this team, in my opinion. Jersey 13, really interesting Jersey 13. Uh, they don't really have that sort of ball player like a Victor Radley, like an Isaiah Yo, like a Cam Murray. And not even a ball player, also just a guy with quick legs through, through the play the ball like a Cam Murray or a Brandon Smith, these sort of guys. They don't really have that option, this Queensland team. Um, so I think right now you would have to go Tino at 13. And I think this is sort of how they will play. I think they just need to outmuscle this Blues forward pack and try and get on top of them and then just allow Harry Grant, Munster, KP just to give them space to play so I wouldn't be diving too heavily into having a ball playing 13 in this side as much as I love to have one you all know how much I live and breathe a ball playing 13 but I think Tino he's the best option here and they just try and power through this side and give their talented spine players the space and the time to be able to get on the front foot and create so Tino He'd be my 13. I think that uh, a lot of people are looking at his supercoach scores at the moment and thinking he's not playing great footy. If you just watch footy, you take supercoach out of it. I know a lot of my fans are very keen supercoaches. If you take that bias out of it, the guy is still playing fantastic footy, and I have no doubt in the Origin Arena he's going to be sensational. Big bodies like him are always necessary, and I especially love the way that he stood up to Payne Haas last year. It was great to see. That's the sort of fire you want to see from these teams. Now, my bench. This is where it got really interesting. Jersey 14, I've already spoken about him previously. Um, Once again... I'm a New South Wales fan. If I'm picking the Queensland team, I'm picking the side that I do not want to face. I'm picking blokes that I do not want to deal with. One bloke that I do not want to deal with is AJ Brimson. One bloke I do not want to see enter this Origin Arena in the 30th minute when my big boys are tired is AJ Brimson. I would pick him at Jersey 14. I think he would absolutely terrorize the Blues. I think he's the last guy that Freddie wants to see come onto the field late in the first half, late in the second half. I think he's going to cause absolute havoc. Uh, Obviously, you're going into this game without a nine. You've got Harry Graham, but you don't have a nine on the bench. I, I just don't think you can not pick a talent like AJ Brimson because there's the potential of your hooker getting injured. Uh, if your hooker does get injured, I think you just, you probably throw AJ Brimson in there. You might move someone else around. It becomes really difficult, and I understand that. 
but I just don't think you can leave this guy out of it. You can't pick your teams around the potential of there being injuries. So I would go for AJ Brimson on the bench. I would just put him on to flood the middle and just wreak havoc. I think he would be sensational, AJ Brimson. Uh, Jersey 15, I sort of bagged him in the preseason. He's proved me wrong. Uh, to some extent, he's been... Re- Sorry, he hasn't proved me wrong to some extent. He has proved me wrong. Um, I don't think he's reached the heights that a lot of people tipped him to still, but Jai Arrow, I think he's been really good for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and I think he will be in this Queensland side again um, just with a really good offload fantastic workload th- through the middle won't be expected to play huge minutes here I think you might see him play 35 to maybe 45 minutes in this side but you have no doubt that it will be quality uh, I think Jairo he, he will be a certainty to be picked in this side now Jersey 16 and 17 this is where it became really difficult for me I had a bit of trouble picking that right center spot these two jerseys here I found really hard and for me it sort of came down to four guys I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, the guy that I think I would pick, he played last year. He's been a little bit quiet this year up at the Gold Coast Titans because a couple of other big names have arrived. But Mo Fodder-Waker, I still think I would pick him. I love the engine that he has. I love the explosiveness that he brings. I just think he's got a lot to offer Mo Fodder-Waker. And he's he's a really good point of difference away from Welsh and Papali. He's a different sort of body. He's got different sort of movements, a bit more of an explosive football in him. So I do think that Mo Fodder-Waker would be my jersey 16. Now, Jersey 17, this is where it gets extremely difficult for me. I've got three guys written down here. One of them, if I would have written out this team last year, uh, last week, I wouldn't have even considered him because I would have probably had Pat Carrigan in this side. He's done his ACL now. We've now seen Tom Flegler. He's going to start at 13 for the Broncos this week. I'm assuming he's going to play big minutes. He's got a big workload. We have seen a few troubles with his hands over the years, but he's a guy that I think could be a little bit of a smoky to get this last spot in this team, potentially. But the other two guys I have written down, I probably have in front of him. Uh, The first one is Corey Horsburgh. He's probably my second choice to take this spot, obviously, out of the Canberra Raiders. I personally think if it wasn't for his Liz Frank injury last year, you would have seen him make his origin debut. He was injured last year at Bankwest Stadium. We all remember that game against Parramatta. He was quite emotional coming off the field. Uh, Corey Horser is a guy I would definitely consider. Not exactly lighting it up for the Canberra Raiders right now, but he brings a lot of passion to this side, and I think he's a guy that could perform. It's going to be interesting between Horser and Flegler over the next three or four weeks until these teams are picked how both are going, because they'll both be well aware that they're in the mix to get this Jersey 17. Uh, But the guy that I would pick, uh, and it's a little bit controversial, I don't believe he played at all last year. I don't think he's retired from rep football, but he's a guy that I just think he he brings a heap of grunt. He's a guy that I would want to have in my team, and He's copped a bit of stick this year. I've mentioned it a few times. He was obviously at the Cowboys. Um, he left there. They started winning games of football. He arrived at the Dragons. They started losing games of football. I don't think you can pin it on Josh Maguire, but a lot of people are trying to make that link. I think I would pick Josh Maguire off my bench. I just think he brings a bit of grit, um, a bit of fuck you, essentially, which is what I would like to see in this side. I would pick Josh Maguire, but I can understand Corey Horsburgh. I can understand Tom Flegler. Um, I've had a few other people send me messages. Do we think Joe off? 
Joff Hangau. He's going to make the side. I don't think he will personally. Uh, you've also got Josh Kerr. He won an award for, I think it was Spirit of Queensland or, or something last year without playing a game. He's played out on the edge this year. He could be another guy they consider, but with Jai Arrow on, on the bench, he can also play on the edge or he can play in the middle. So can Tino as well. So you've got a couple of options there. I don't think Kerr will be there. I don't think Joao Fangawi will be there. I think Mo Fodawaka will get one bench spot with Jai Arrow. Then the other one comes down to either Josh Maguire, he'd be my front runner, but he wasn't picked last year, so maybe that's saying something. Or Corey Hall or Tom Flegler, depending on how those two go over the next two weeks. I think, though, that right centre spot, I would have to play it safe with Kirk Capewell. But if Sami or Sebastian Chris was to play the house down over the next few weeks, potentially they could put their hand up, but I think they will go Capewell. And then on that bench, obviously, as I said, Maguire, Horsborough, Flegler, some of these guys, they're just waiting for someone to really put their hand up here and grab that jersey. So an interesting few weeks leading into Origin. I have no doubt as I look at these 17 players and I watch the way that the current game is going, that we will have an injury here somewhere. We might even have two or three realistically, depending on how Queensland go. But the advantage is that, as we said the other day, they've had a heap of debutants that have come in last year. They, I think they had like 13 debutants or something unreal. So they have got a lot of depth now. They have got a lot of options. It's going to be very interesting to see how this one plays out. But I think that'll be my Queensland team. KP at fullback. Val Holmes on one wing. Xavier Coates on the other. Dane Gagai in the centres with Kurt Capel. Munster at six. DCE at seven. Christian Welsh and Josh Papali up front. Harry Grant at nine. David Fafita in the second row with Felice Cafusi. Big Tino in jersey 13. 14, my utility would be AJ Brimson. 15, Jai Arrow. 16, Mo Fodawaker. 17 for me, I think I would go with Josh Maguire, the moose out of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 